Hello and welcome to Into the Script, a podcast made by enthusiastic screenwriters for those who like to delve into mechanics of storytelling. That's a long introduction. I'm Livio Maynard. And I'm Alexander Litvinov. And today we're here to talk about the movie that's been very controversial. The Green Book. Green Book. Green Book, written by Nick Vallelonga and Brian Hayes Curry and Peter Frehley. As Chris Tucker would say in The Fifth Element, Super Green! Super Green! <laughs> super Green! Super Green Book! The reason why we're talking about Green Book is because so far we've talked about movies that have been critically acclaimed or we liked. So it's easy to talk about their script because we like the script. And now we're talking about a movie that's very controversial and I don't know if I like the Green Book. There's many things that I like. But there are more things that I didn't like. Yeah, and we're I, gonna try to point those out. I second your thoughts there. I agree with you. I mean, it obviously has acquired a bit of recognition, and it has some controversy behind it. So let's find out what yes. it's all about. Yeah, there's there's a lot of controversy behind this movie, and we're gonna try to be sensitive about the controversy, especially the racial re relationships that are portrayed in the movie. We're gonna be sensitive sensitive as we, as we can about it although we we did see some troubles from the outside perspective um yeah. the log line for this movie is a working class italian american bouncer becomes the driver of an african-american classical pianist on a tour of venues through the 1960s american south it it's a good it's a good log line it gives a very good summary of what the movie is about. I don't know, I don't know, sorry to interrupt you, I don't know if this is relevant, but since we're here, we're not, we're not going to discuss social relations, right? But it's funny that the movie has been written and directed by pretty much just white guys. Yeah, the entire creative team, uh, the, like they like to call it, the above the line creative team is comprised of white men. Mm -hmm. That's really, I don't know, it's kind of, there's nothing that you can say to clearly out. to counterbalance the, <coughs> uh, the white man's perspective, let's say. Yeah. That's maybe part of the problem? We'll see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just wanted to point that out. We'll see. Spoiler alert. This, we're obviously going to talk about the script of the movie and the movie, so there will be a lot of spoilers. So if you haven't watched the film or read the script, we encourage you to do so before you listen to this episode. You so have been warned. Go ahead and watch the movie and come back. Okay, you're back now. Uh, what, were your, what were your first impressions of the movie? Like, uh, okay, like mm. right when you finished watching. Right, first impressions. I felt it was quite cheesy, I'd say. There were some good moments, but overall I felt like I could see the actors and not the characters. Something was off for me. Most during pretty much the whole movie. Not exactly sure what it was, but that was my first impression. Okay, I agree. When when the credits started rolling, I I was so confused about what I had just watched. And so I don't know what's the right word here, but I, I didn't know what to think about this movie. I knew I didn't like it. At least it's not not as much as the other Oscar uh, Best Picture uh, contenders this year. To be honest, I, I, ho I hope I don't offend anyone and 
don't disrespect anyone. But I felt like the movie reinforced all the stereotypes that it was trying to fight. Yes, I agree. I agree. I think it, like I said, when we were watching the movie, I mentioned, you know, I think they had good intentions. I yeah. think the, they were pointing in a good direction, but the execution was not, uh, was lacking. Definitely lacking. I did, they didn't find the right tone to tell, to tell the story. It's very racially sensitive story. It's set in the sixties and two characters that go into the deep south and it's a very sensitive topic, a very sensitive subject. And I think they were aiming for the right message, but they missed it. Yeah. That's hard to say. Okay. Let's go into the, like, the script of the movie is very correct, structurally correct. If you read the script, you can see clearly set up and catalyst debate breaking to two. It's very clear all over the script. So that's a good thing. Yeah. For a script. It's a, it's a nice creep. It's a nice read. I read it like really quickly and you can see it's very structurally, structurally correct, but it's, so full of exposition and the story is kind of weirdly told. We're going to try to dissect. I agree with you on that. I felt <coughs> like the movie was underestimating its audience all the time. They basically, well, if you've seen the movie, the character that Viggo Mortensen plays, Tony Lip, I think he is the audience, you know? They're going to take us for a ride in this experience. And I don't know, I just felt really that nothing was left for me to think about it. Everything had to be explained in one way or another. So yeah, that that was a bit of a downer. It's not a challenging script. It's yeah. not a very challenging. It's a very correct script, but it's not challenging at all. It's it, There's a lot of exposition. We're going to try to... You know, the thing is, when I, I like to watch bad movies, because... Good movies, a good movie implies that everything has been done correctly. Sorry. And then it is, if everything has been done correctly, it's, it's, it's easy to point why and it's easy to see why it's good. But the bad movie, it shows you how not to do things. And it, I think it's important to look at a bad movie and try to find out why it's bad. I, I don't think you. Green Book's a good movie. I didn't like it. I don't think it's a horrible movie, terrible. I don't think it's good, and definitely I don't think it, it's it's worthy of a, an Academy Award for Best Picture. I agree with you on that, and it definitely feels like it's been written for that. Yeah. With that in mind. You, you know, mean to win an Academy to Award? To win an award. Yes, I agree. And that's why um, Spike Lee was so pissed off when they, yeah. the movie won an Academy Award. And I kind of, I, I can see Spike Lee's point. I really yeah. do. Like I, I think, I think he did a much better job. I think with Spike Black Klansman. Oh yeah, he did a much issue. better job with that Black Klansman. Yeah, definitely. And I can see his point to to a degree. I think he said something to the effect of the movie had this character that was a black character that was sort of there to you know show a white man how to do things properly and how to live life and it's to teach him a lesson and he's he I, i'm not i'm paraphrasing here i don't know this exact words but he said something to the effect that he's tired of seeing that in movies and people should really stop doing that 
So let's go into some yeah. details here. When I say the movie has a lot of exposition, we're going to try to point that out. Maybe try to identify some things that shouldn't be done in, when you're writing a script. The opening image of this movie is the Cop Cabana Club. Yeah. Which doesn't mirror the closing, um, the closing image at all. So that was thrown out the window. Like if you read uh, Save the Cat, Blake Snyder's screenwriting book, he mentions that the opening image should be mirroring the closing image. I think a few other books say the same thing. It's sort of as, you know, like closing the circle of the story. And mm -hmm. in, in this movie doesn't happen. It's just, it's just a minor, minor disappointment. Uh, I mean, I don't think you should take screenwriting books as rules that are set in stone, personally. Yeah. No, definitely. I agree with you. I agree with you. It's just something that's, it's, it's, it's a nice addition. It's, nice. it's something nice to have. It's an extra element when you're writing, right? Like, yeah. you open your movie with a good opening image. And you wanted to reflect something in the end. Exactly. And then the end, like we did an episode on um, Leave No Trace mm -hmm. and the opening image was them walking in the, the forest together and kind of showing, setting the forest scene. And the closing image mirrored that when she was walking away from from her dad and then leaving him some supplies. So it's kind of a, it's a good circle. It's a good closing of the, the story arc. Yeah. And then the setup, um, this is, like I said, it's really straightforward. Lip is out of a job for a few months, so he needs to find some, some sort of in, in, uh, steady income for a few months. Something else about this script that I really didn't like is, was the ep too much exp exposition and the characters, they're not consistent. That's something I noticed as the well. The characters are not consistent in the script. Especially since you speak or you spoke of the opening scene where you see Lip being a smartass and taking the this guy's hat and then giving it back to him. Yes. It's like, what? I don't know if that makes sense with the character during the rest of the movie, you know? He gets offered jobs for the mob and doing stuff that it's dirty and mm -hmm. then he decides to reject those jobs and go... Yeah. The whole scene with the hat was very gratuitous in the yes. sense of, like, a hat, really? Like, he became like the mobsters, he became like... Friend. Friend with the mobsters in the first name basis because and, of a hat. And because, you know, he, he did something quite stupid there because the girl could have very easily yeah. pointed at him and said, like, he took of your hat. Of course. And the whole motivate, like, the girl, the, the girl obviously knows who the, the mobster is. Right. She knows that he's dangerous. So when he tells her, look in her eye, don't lose this hat, it's my mom's hat. And then she gives the hat away for a couple of bucks. Yeah, that doesn't make that sense. That didn't make sense immediately. That's it was not like, very good what? screenwriting, definitely. No, he, the, the, you know, it's, it's sort of a, sort of a what moment. Like, what, yeah. what's going on here? She gave the head away for a couple bucks knowing that the mobster would be pissed off at her. And there are a couple more moments like that during the movie. Yes, that there is. you're like, what? There's one moment that really bothered me was when, when I was reading the script, when I watched the movie. Yeah. He kind of, they made it a little better, but the script, when Lip throws the cups away, when yeah. they had so the, the black guys over the plumbers, his place. Yeah. When he throws the, the cops away, so here's something about racist ideology. Um, when you really buy into it, there's a difference between when you really buy into it or and when or you're when doing it's social it. social pressure. Exactly. When you're doing it because you're social, you know, 
yes. your peers yes, yes, yes. around you, you just want to be accepted. Yeah. So when Lip throws the cups away, no one is watching, no one's seeing. He does it on his own. He does no it on his pressure. own, which implies that he, he buys Firmly into the racial, buy, yeah. into the, yes. you know, the racist ideology. <laughs> if he, if it, if he'd maybe, done it. Maybe that's what they want so that after the whole course of the movie, he changes, right? Because otherwise his arc probably wouldn't be. Yes, but right, you know, he throws a cup away without anybody watching, which means he's doing it because he believes in what he's doing. Like yeah. he's, he's a racist. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. But then he, he goes and accepts his job, even though he's a racist, you know, like the way he picked up he the picks cups up the glasses, and everything. Yeah. Like, and, and he goes and he, the only demands he does to take the job is like a, ra a pay raise and not to wash, not to shine the guy's shoes. Yeah. That kind of a, was problematic for me because it's, yeah. it's not, the characters aren't consistent. Yes, I agree Like if, that. if Flip, if they made it a point of Flip being, you know, just doing those racist things just to be accepted in the group. Yeah. That would be okay with me because it would make more yeah, I, would, sense. I would understand me, you know, he's doing it to be accepted yeah. in his group or he doesn't really believe all that stuff. He's just doing it out of pressure. Yeah. But he does it, you know, without anyone watching. And then that's, that implies that he believes that. So anyway, there's other instances of character inconsistency in the movie. Yeah. So the inciting incident in this movie is the phone call with the job offer from yeah. the guy, from the, his boss at Copacabana. And Don Shirley's introduction in the movie is kind of, I thought it was too staged. Definitely. Because he was standing up, you know. And he had no reason to be dressed the way he was. Yeah, that was really weird. That was He's, weird. That was really weird. The way the robe. Yeah. Like the... Because if you see him through the rest of the movie, why would he do that? His character doesn't make any sense. Why would he... No, he does that, especially for he's a the interview, kind of and he knows what kind of guy he's interviewing for what kind of job. So unless he's trying to prove a point, or he has some sort of complex that he's there is a thing trying. with the throne, right? Yeah, he's sitting on the throne, which yeah. was also kind of weird. Yeah, a bit too much, I think. It was a sort of an overkill. The throne yeah. and the robe was so yeah, 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 he yeah. like Don Shirley for the entire movie is shown as a sort of a smoking suit kind of guy. Mm -hmm. And then he's introduced in this robe, which is reminiscent of African culture. Yeah. And it's a job interview. There are other candidates. Yeah. And he's not like waiting for the candidates. Like he already Lip knows who he wants. You know what I mean? Like Lip yeah. walks into the room and he's not there. And then yeah. he shows up out of nowhere. Oh, sorry for making you waiting. Like, it, does he do that to every candidate? What's going on here? Like, yeah. it was a sort of a weird introduction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. And then there's the scene of the debate. After the inciting incident, there's the debate, the, uh, the, the catalyst. There's a debate where Don calls Lip to talk to his wife. Mm -hmm. That was so weird. Yeah, like, why he, would he do that? I mean, yeah. I know he asks her for permission to take him for two months. But yes, like the question was, <laughs> are you okay with your husband leaving um, for two months? For two months was really weird uh, thing to ask. And I found it weird also that he just allowed him to speak to his wife. He like the guy yeah. just calls and he's totally. like, "Hey, I want to speak to your wife." And I was like, 
Then he, okay. he and he was okay with it, which is another yeah. problem with me. That's not he's consistent of the character. Because yeah, it's not consistent. He, if he's a racist. That's my point. My yeah. previous point. If he's a racist and he believes all this stuff, like, uh, and then the guy calls and asks to talk to his wife, and he's like, okay, yeah, yeah why, wife, why yeah. would he? And he's like, yeah, take it, take it, come on, what? what? What's going on here? There's yeah, yeah, no yeah. consistency. Like, he doesn't question it. He accepts a call and passes the, the phone to his wife right away. And there's no question. There's no, like, uh, why do you want to talk to her? Or there's no, you know. It's sort of weird, weird scene. I agree. Um, also, Dolores' reaction to Lip going away for two months was a bit exaggerated. I get I get it, you know. The guy's going to be away for two months. And she, she's upset. But she's, like, crying and... I think on the contrary, it was, I think it was quite, she didn't even hesitate, you know, to say, okay, she didn't even want to, she, she didn't even say, let us talk about it. And then we'll give you an answer. Oh yeah. That's a good point. I haven't thought about She could have said, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll I'll talk with my husband and we'll let you know or something. And then they could have had the debate right there. Like it's a long time. Because in the end, it's like she took the job for him. She accepted the job for him. Yeah. Because she said, he'll give you what you asked for. And she didn't even ask him if he really wanted to do it or anything. He, she didn't. And here's something else. He said, I'll, I'll do it for $125. Right price, but yeah. I'm not going to shine her shoes. I'm not going to iron her shirts or anything like that. Yeah. And they ended the conversation there. Yeah. But when Don called him back... Don never mentions, okay, I'll give you the 125 and you don't have to shine my shoes. Yeah. He just says, okay, I'll give you the 125. So it was, was it about the money or wasn't about the money? Was it about shining shoes or not? You know, there's no mention of the valet uh, responsibilities of like ironing shirts or shining shoes anymore. Yeah. And, and Lip doesn't question like, are you paying me 125, but I'm not going to shine your shoes. But I, I think... I think that's because he made his conditions pretty clear when he left the room. Maybe, yeah. So we get to the expositions in the story, which are really, really problematic. <laughs> Don't do so much ex- exposition. If you have to explain so many things, it's because you're obviously not doing something right. Exactly. If you have to, if you have to make the character say it out loud, you're ruining it for the I th- audience. I think all good teachers and good books say this every, show every single it, one show don't, don't tell. tell it show don't tell show don't tell and this movie tells so much yes there are so many examples like when lip explains to his wife that he doesn't like to write letters that's an exposition right there there they could have come up with another scene where maybe shows that he doesn't write very well you know or or doesn't like to write, or doesn't like to read, or something related to that. But he has to say it out loud. I don't like to write letters. You know what? I'm not good at that. It's embarrassing. So it's so much, you know. Yeah, and I think it was also a little bit forced that she insisted on the letters. Mm-hmm. It's like almost like the screenwriter saying, "That's a good point." Here, give me something for the main character to help the Italian guy. Do something. Yeah, that's a really good point. She like, could have not insisted, and then yeah. that could have become an element of, you know, like the character growing and... And trying and to, you know, do it exactly on his own. Another example of exposition is when Lip saves Don at the bar and reaches for the gun, 
and the hillbillies are like, oh, maybe he has a gun. Or maybe he doesn't. Why do you have to make the character say it out loud? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Does he have a gun? Or maybe he doesn't. Or maybe and even, he does. Even, I mean, it's, what if it's he not, does? It's not unrealistic that one of them might ask that. What but, if he does? But with at least with one of them saying it, it's enough. You don't have to repeat it so much. Exactly. Yeah. Like one of them say, he doesn't have a gun. And then the other replies, but what if he does? That That extra line of dialogue is terrible. Don't do that. I mean, all things considered, I think that's not the worst part of the script. But <laughs> I thought it was a boring, a yeah. boring. I thought it was because you don't have to you make the character say it out loud. We get it. Yeah, yeah. we I get it. It's a doubt whether he has a gun or not. We get the scene. You don't have to make the character say it. So that that single line ruined the whole scene for me. Another example is when Lip's family is talking about the letters. And then there's the joke with Michelangelo. Oh, my great, 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 great grandfather helped Da Vinci with the, the 16th sist- chapel. 16th chapel, which yeah. is Sistine. And the others said, it's Michelangelo. Okay, it should have ended there. The dialogue yeah. should have, it, yeah. it's a, it's funny. We get it. <laughs> like painting has nothing to do with writing writing letters. We get it. But then you had to act, add the extra line. Oh, yeah. but what does painting have to do with writing letters? That was terrible. A good advice one of my teachers gave to me was, you want to arrive late and leave early hmm. from the scene. That's a good advice. Yeah. And you know what's ironic about the script is when Don is helping Lip write the letters... He tells Lip, no expounding. So the it's entire almost, script is expounding. It's almost, it's almost ironic, the screenwriter saying no expounding to exactly. himself. Exactly. I, I wonder if there was an inside <laughs> joke. Yeah. One of them was like, uh, oh, the script is could be, you know? so, so much expansion. I wonder, I wonder if the maybe one of the earlier drafts of the script was less explicit and the producers somehow said to them, we need you to be more explicit on this. So yeah. you never know, and right? And then they added that be, just, just yeah, as a joke. Just to make fun, yeah. If, that's, uh, if that really happened, that would make so much better for me. That would make sense. There is so much exposition. It's, it's embarrassing. Yeah. So the break into two is they go off on the road, they go off on the trip. There's no B story on the script that I could think of well, and also I think B story is the individual story of both characters you know in one side you have Tony's family and his relationship to his wife and the mob and his own life and then you have the dog's story where he has his relationship to his brother well he said something about a wife also right but obviously done yeah. Yeah, he was married. But, but yeah. obviously he's gay. Yeah, it was so, he was married and it didn't work out. Yeah. And they got divorced, I think. Yeah. So you also have that and there's <coughs> never Don't really definitely much, have a B story. But it's yeah. never very well developed. There, yeah, there's never they never delve into that. Which begs the question, what's the theme of this movie? What's the theme of this movie? It's it's really well, it's obviously it racial really, relations. Yeah, it's it's really how to be true to yourself, maybe it's the theme of this movie. Um which is really quite obvious for for this story, but Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Is there a midpoint in this movie? I think the midpoint is when they're uh, everything is going so well and they're starting to that horrible fried chicken scene. I think that's the midpoint. It's, it's sort of the midpoint of the movie because they start developing this, you know, they, it's the first time they kind of bond and laugh together. Yeah. Oh, you mean in the car, not in the... In the car, yeah. 
Yeah. I don't know. Uh, it's, I don't know why I had the impression that the midpoint was the first fight in the bar the with the gun. Oh, the, the gun, gun thing. thing. I don't know if it's open to interpretation. <laughs> it's open to interpretation, I think. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it was when they started bonding, so that the fried chicken scene, that yeah, I guess, horn part fried chicken scene. I guess that point that sort of like implicitly creates. racist uh, fried chicken scene. <laughs> yeah. The bad guys close in in this movie. I think it's when uh, Dominic makes an offer and it puts the whole the friendly relationship in, in jeopardy because Don thinks... Lip's gonna leave them um, hmm. to take Dominic's offer. And I, I think I thought it was a good scene. Yeah, I, th I thought that was that I was, was well placed. Yeah, I thought there. that was a really good scene. That could be the midpoint, maybe. Maybe. Or I don't know it's how far in the, in the movie. It's kind of late in the story to be midpoint. So but may, think, maybe that could be like. I think that's a bad the, guy, bad guys closing because yeah, that's, it's uh, yeah, it's sort of a yeah, yeah. yeah. I agree with you on that one. You know, it's a danger to their relationship. It's yeah, it's, it's a, a menace. Threat and it's a threat. To, to the way they were getting along. Yeah. And Don doesn't want him to leave him. But it's, it was a good scene. I liked it because we think Lip is going to take the off Dominic's offer. But actually, he says, no, a, a deal is a deal. Gonna I'm going to be with you to the end. And yeah. I was just going off to tell them. Yeah. He's a loyal person. He's a loyal guy. The All this lost moment is when the finally the police... Had to be a police scene, of course. But of course. The police pulls him over and... Throws him in jail. Throws him in jail. I thought that scene was another example of character inconsistency. How so? Because later on in the movie, like, the police officer offends Lip by calling him the N-word. Yeah. And then Lip's, Lip uh, punches the officer, yeah. ends up in jail. I mean, in the... You know, real world, I think the officers would have kicked Lip's ass first before throwing Probably, yeah. Of course, they would, like, beat him, beat him shitless. Beat him up. And, but he, they didn't do anything to him, of course. But later on in the story, the same kind of dynamic happens when... I think it's too many themes for them to focus on, you know, if they mix in a little bit of police brutality in there. Maybe, but it creates this problem where, you, you know, you... They're pretty sure that would have, would have happened. Yeah. And then it doesn't, and you, you're kind of thrown off. And also, I think assaulting an officer is a crime actually punishable by law. So yes, the they got they away. let him go after that. Is, they got away with it because of the governor. The governor called him and said, call him go. Yeah. But my point was, later on in the movie, the, the um, I forgot his, the character's name, but he was... Saying, you know, I'll give you a hundred bucks if you convince Don to play in the club. Yeah. And he offends Lip in the same way that the police officer did. Yeah. And that was the perfect moment for the screenwriters to show that Lip had changed. Because it was the same dynamic with the officer that offended him and the guy who's offending him saying, you know, if you took this job, of course you're going to be bribed. Lip got offended and that was the perfect point for the writers to show, you know, now it's a character change. Lip is not going to react to that. He's going to be the bigger man, show some dignity. But no, Lip's still going to punch the guy. The one who stops him is Don. Says, Lip, don't, don't do that. And I thought that was such a wasted moment. Yeah, I agree with you. He could have, they could have shown Lip like changing, being grown. the bigger man and saying something to the effect of, no, you can't buy me. You know what else? We're out of here. 
but he reacts exactly the same way he reacted to the officer. So the character didn't change. So in, it's very late in but the movie. But I think Don says to him, what do you want to do? Do you want us to stay or do you want us to go? Yeah, he does. Right? He does that. And that was really good. Yeah. But he could have done that even if Lip showed that he changed. True. Like if Lip didn't do anything and said, no, you can't buy me or something to that effect. <clears throat> Don could have still said, Lip, I can play here if you want me to, right? Yeah. It doesn't take, doesn't take it away. So I thought I, it was, agree with you, I yeah. thought that was a, a wasted opportunity of, of developing the story a little bit more. Um, so what do you think of the finale of this movie? Like the final act hmm. and the, uh, final act well, and the conclusion and the final image. They did everything that I expected they would do. Do you think they, but they I, did it in a way that I didn't expect them to do it. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense to you. It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. I knew he would invite him for dinner, mm -hmm. but I thought he was going to do that when they got there and he got out of oh. the car and he did, and but he refuses. Yeah. So then he goes back to his place and he comes back. Mm-hmm. It was, so, it was sort of awkward. They yeah, think they dragged. They, they dragged, dragged it a little bit. They dragged. But at the, the same time, bit. you know, it was, in my opinion, it had it had its clever bits because it at least it outsmarted me. In what way? That I thought he was gonna accept on the first invitation. You know, when they were down there. Oh, okay. I could. I didn't think he was gonna accept. I knew he was gonna end up in the Christmas dinner in yeah. the end. I agree with you. That was that would that would have been the only possible ending. Yeah. He's gonna go to the dinner. Yeah. But I didn't think he would uh, accept. I thought they would they they were gonna do something like like you know like trick the audience in a way like to make it look like he wasn't gonna accept it. But then he would show up with the guy. You know. Mm, yeah. But they didn't do it. They didn't do it like that. <clears throat> um, I found it. I found it a little bit weird when he did get to the dinner afterwards, and then. You know, the rest of his family, of course, the ladies, we knew that, but the fellas, they just, you know, accept him like that. You know? Yeah, that was, that was that a bit was problematic. out of character too for the other guys. Yeah, that was a bit problematic. Yeah. It's almost... Um, it's almost like a Disney ending. It's almost a dis like a Disney ending. It's almost hypocritical. Unrealistic. Hypocritical. Yeah. Like, you know, deep down you know that wouldn't have happened that way like it would be a little bit more awkward i think it would it would have been way more awkward like five minutes before he showed up the guy was calling him names yeah one of one of the people in the one table of the guys there yeah. was like calling him names and lip actually had to say don't call him that yeah so, so imagine the guy, imagine if the guy shows yeah, up five minutes later the guy shows up and everybody's like oh hey, yeah, yeah, welcome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that was a bit hypocritical in my opinion but and also the thing with dolores and the letters Dolores. We haven't talked much about that, or have we? Yeah, we haven't talked about the letters. The way that um, I think that's that's where Spike Lee's criticism of this movie, like, yeah, uh, mostly arose because that's that scenes. The scenes with the letter were so cringeworthy. Oh, oh my god, we're so cringeworthy! I wanted to tear my Don's, eyes out of my skull. Don's character is a very hard character to like because he's very smug. He's very snobbish. Yeah, there's nothing that makes you like him nothing like he the way he talks the way he behaves um and he belittles everyone 
Yeah. And then when he goes off to teach uh, Lip how to write the letters, that scene was so And the way he treats him when he's teaching him, you know, yeah. he just takes the letters out of his hand. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. Yeah. So Something that's, weird about that dynamic. So I understand why Spike Lee didn't like that yeah. movie. So I, I, I think my personal opinion has yeah. a lot to do with that scene. Because <laughs> yeah. it was very... I was, I was cringing when I was reading it. Yeah. It, the whole dynamic of <clears throat> him like being like very, how do you say, like Over very snobbish about teaching Lip how to write the correct, the, how, how to write the letter to his wife. Yeah. Someone that he doesn't even know. And it's like getting in the middle of his relationship with his wife, you know? Getting in the middle of the, the relationship with his wife. And, you know, like Lip got his uh, moniker Lip because... He was good at bullshitting people. And Don is doing exactly the same. Like, you know, he's telling Lip how to write the letter to bullshit his, his wife, basically. Yeah, and it's funny how this Don's character is like a morally incorruptible character who is always very ethical and correct about everything. That seems a That's bit a over the top to... That's a good point, because if he's morally incorruptible and then goes off to bullshit Lip's wife with, like, a fake letter. I don't know if the letter is fake. And if he, I don't think he's... It's fake because it's not how Lip is feeling. True. Right? True. I mean, in in the end, we we understand that his wife knew all along that it was the letters were out. fake. Yeah. But that doesn't attenuate the problem for me, because it's still a fake letter. You know, it's still a fake letter. It's not about Lip's character going off and expressing his own feelings with true words. But I guess in the end, when he says that, I got it. You know, he's yeah. writing the last letter. I think he might have learned something. That's true. Out of the experience. Yeah, that's true. To express himself better, you know. Remember yeah. the scene with the when he's describing the food and he says salty? Hmm. He says that you're not very good at expressing yourself. Yeah. And, of course, he, he hasn't become... Shakespeare afterwards, but he doesn't. But but he gets better with the words. Yeah, like yeah. Expressing. At least with or, creating images for his feelings. And that scene, of course, you know, it's getting validation from the wise black character, which yeah. is one of the one of Spike Lee's um, main criticism, main criticism is having yeah. like a wise black man teaching the the white man how to behave and teach him like life lessons and whatnot. Yeah. yeah. So that scene of him saying, yeah, I can, I can obviously envision Morgan Freeman in that role, you know? Yeah. Wise black man being. And Morgan Freeman. Shoshank Redemption. Driving Miss Daisy. Yeah. So. Yeah. Classic. Okay. I think uh, we covered a lot of things that yeah. we didn't like about this movie. Some things that we liked. There was a good moment, at least a good piece of dialogue that I really liked. That really expresses a lot about Don's character. It's when he gets out of the car in the middle of the rain. Oh, yeah. And he says that he's too... When he gets off the stage, he's black man with mm -hmm. white people. But when he's with black people, he's a white guy. With he's not seen people. as yeah. a... He's, so he's... he's he's accepted as nowhere. A he's not, not in one side nor the other. He's like... In between, I felt that was a good, you know, observation. There was an exp in, a, in it, a, it puts you in a place where there is no, for the sake of argument, black or white. It's gray. 
Yeah, and and also has to deal with has to do with him being lonely all the time. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because if it's not accepted in the white community, it's not accepted in the black community. It's yeah. one of their own. But I think that there was at least what I take from the movie. That was a very interesting moment of reflection for me. You know, that was like the one hidden jewel. Mm. Let's say it's in the movie. The one, the one hidden pearl in the, yeah, in the mud. The one hidden pearl in the mud. The lotus flower growing in the mud. <laughs> okay, if I agree. you will, if you will. I agree. There are a few things, very few things that I liked in this movie, and I agree. I liked that, that line of dialogue. I did feel like the acting was maybe not very well directed, like I said in the beginning. But other than that, you know, definitely not an Academy winning movie, in my opinion. No, I agree. The This movie winning the Academy Award for Best Picture only confirms that the you know it's not about good what, what's the best movies. movie it's not yeah. about what's the best movie yeah, it, yeah, yeah the academy award is getting especially better. if it competed against roma and what other movies it compete with against. yeah like stacking this movie up against roma and saying that this is a better movie it's oh that's it's definitely something that i don't understand not true like, really don't like there is no point of comparison there's really. not even comparison i mean we, we went over we went over this in a lot of detail in this episode, like the things that makes this movie not great comparable yeah. with Roma. I mean, yeah, yeah, I hope yeah. one day we make an episode on Roma because well, I really like that movie. We should. I love that movie. Okay, I think that's it for this episode then. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for listening. And Funny. if you have any questions or things that would you would like to say to us, feel free to do so. We're at Yeah, look us up on Facebook and hopefully we'll have a, a website up and running soon if you have any questions or want to know more about or give any suggestions to us um any movies you and, would like us to talk about or anything yeah any movie you'd like to uh for us to talk about this sends a message and thank you for listening thank you